0: We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edith To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. We've been in our um, Very Good News series, a series called Very Good News over the last couple of months. And um, last time I spoke, or this week, we're just changing to the second chapter of the Very Good News, and we're talking about living as good news people. Um, Let's just a little remind, the good news is what the word gospel means. Jesus said, I've come uh, to preach the good news, or the gospel of the kingdom has come now. When Jesus came, he came with a message, and it was a a message about news. Not just any news, not just headline news on the paper that might change next week, but the sort of news that changes the world, like the, the war is over sort of news, so... When that news is announced, everything changes. So we've been in this series for a while. And um, just the second chapter, if you like, of this series, Living as Good News People, Living as Gospel People. So, you know, our, our good news can't be just something that's in our head, something that affects our Sunday. It needs to be something that affects our entire life. That's what the news was for. It was never about forming a religion it was about changing the way we live with God. Jesus said when he came out of the wilderness, it says he, he went to his hometown, he, he went to the, the religious centre, he opened the scroll of Isaiah and, and in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Now the poor just weren't the people with no money. The poor were the downtrodden. You know, it it just was a term that represent those who, it just wasn't going well for their life. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released. What was that all about? Was he going to go into the prisons and just unlock all the doors? He it it meant something. The captives will be released. The blind uh, will see. The oppressed will be set free. There's another thing about being released and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. And um, even though the gospel or the good news has, has dealt with the things that hold us captive, because Jesus said, I've come to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the, that the oppressed will be set free. It doesn't mean we always live in freedom. Who's ever lived part of your life, felt like you've been held back, felt like something's got a hold of you? Um, last time I spoke, I spoke about three animals. Does anyone remember? And uh, three, three animals. Remember the the bear, the elephant, and the hummingbird. You know, and they all represent something that that holds us back. Like like the bear was was trapped in bars that were no longer there. I'm talking about how past patterns can hold us captive. The elephant, you know, was was held by a stake in a ground as a little elephant, but when he grew big he, he didn't realise he could pull the stake out. And so, this, so the elephant represents you know, us when we don't realise that, that we're bigger than we used to be, we're stronger than we used to be. And the hummingbird talked about how we can be held captive by what we feed on. And um, I'd encourage you, um, maybe, maybe have another look at that, it's on our website, is it on our website? Yep. Yes. Yes, Mr. Website Man. It's on our website. Yep, yeah, that's good. Uh, and you can listen to it there. Um, and it, that that sort of introduced this subject, and it just highlighted the point that we need to recognise when we're held captive by things. And uh, I want to continue that on a little bit. Uh, you know, Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth Shall set you free. And today, um, I want to maybe unpack that a little bit further. And we're going to read from Acts chapter 12. If you've got a Bible, turn to Acts chapter 12. Uh, We'll have it up on the screen as well. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And uh, so the church had been born, going for a little while, and it says about that time. King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some of the believers. He had the Apostle James, that's John's brother, killed with a sword. Hey, it wasn't easy being a Christian then. And when Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish leaders, that's killing James, he arrested Peter during the Passover celebration. Guess what he was going to do with him? Verse 4, he imprisoned him placing him under the guard of four squads or four soldiers. Now, for those who are mathematically challenged, that's 16 guards. We got that? And uh, But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Uh, maybe let's pause there. You might be held by all sorts of stuff in your life, but when the church prays, something happens. We're going to read about this. Paul had 16 guards, change a cell, but the church was praying. Verse 6, says, The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light, in the cell, a bright light in the cell, and the angel of the Lord stood before Peter, the angel struck him on the side to wake him up. Imagine being punched by an angel. Who, who remembers touched by an angel? Yeah, never liked that show. But this is, Peter was punched by an angel. And the angel struck him on the side to wake him and said, Get up quick. And the change fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed, put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, verse 9. That's, that's important. Why don't you say that? He, he left the cell. Yeah, that's good. He left the cell. Following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. <laughs> I like that. We do things in our dreams which we don't think are possible. <laughs> it's, it's helpful. It's helpful. He didn't realise what was happening. He passed the first and second guard posts, came to the iron gate, leading the city, and this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street and then the angel suddenly left him. And Peter realised what had happened. It's really true. He said to himself, The Lord has sent his angel to save me from Herod and from what the Jews were hoping to do with me. Now, this is the interesting part of the story. Verse 12 When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked on the door and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she rang back and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door, so you're knocking on the door, she's so excited that she doesn't let you in. What did the people say who were praying and believing for Peter to be released? Verse 15, you're Adam, you're mine, woman. They said, she insisted. They decided it must be his angel. Isn't that interesting? They didn't believe their prayers would be answered. They were inside praying for Peter to be released. Peter's knocking at the door trying to get in there. Uh, Verse 16, meanwhile Peter just kept knocking. When they finally opened the door, they, see him, they saw him and were amazed. You know, that gives me a little bit of hope. It's really too important to believe when you pray, but aren't you glad that God answers our prayers even when we don't perhaps believe as much as we should? It's, I'm relying on God's faithfulness more than my faith. So they're praying, they're not too sure that God's going to come through and when the, the answer's knocking at the door, they, they find it hard to believe. So Peter found it harder to, get out of the, harder to get into the prayer meeting than he did to get out of the prison, which is interesting. <laughs> hey, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this, this scripture. I pray it just gives us a couple of keys into walking and living in the freedom you've given us. Amen. And often I find that people, including myself, always seem to battle the same issues over and over again some people it's family issues other people's it's insecurities and self-image sometimes it's relationship issues sometimes it's stuck in a habit or a, an addiction sometimes it's it's the patterns of life where you know we can go around in circles and you think you get a bit of a victory and then you end up hang on i think i've walked this path before has that ever happened to you i'll tell you what it's happened to me and uh and sometimes people get like an aha moment or a breakthrough moment, but they don't move on. And has this ever happened in your life? Well, you've been at, say, a conference or a meeting or something like that, and someone says something, you read a book, and you feel, God speaks to you. Yeah, that's for me. I call that the aha moment. You need to write that down, the aha moment. The aha moment. And you become positive and confident. God's spoken to me finally some freedom and a month later you're walking in the same circle again and what happened to that moment you know at the conference it was all good i believe there's a freedom we can walk in because jesus said who the sun sets free is free indeed what a cool word in other words not just for a week or a day but free indeed and i think we've all had that sort of experience and I hope there might be just one or two keys for you today. Uh, in our reading, Peter was led out of prison by the angel. He got out of prison. He left the prison behind. And he didn't even visit the prison again. And uh, there's a process, I, I believe, found in this scripture. And if there's one phrase I want you to remember, it's this phrase. The freedom is in the follow the freedom is in the follow can you remember that you got that got that nathan the freedom is in the follow the freedom is in the follow and you actually walk in freedom because in when you're set free you actually don't stay where you are you go from it from one place to a new place it means you're not passive you're active you're moving and uh Let's, let's have a little bit of a look into the scripture. Before we do, I like it that the church was praying for him. Just have a look at the person on each side of you. Just have a look. You might not know them. You might know them. Okay. Now, I want you to just close your eyes. Lord, we pray for that person on our right. We pray for that person on our left. We might know them. We might not know them we but we pray for freedom in their life in jesus name amen now someone just prayed for you right now the church was praying for people there so peter's in prison and he's he's chained up one guy on each side and it says suddenly there was a bright light and it's like that the aha moment have you have you ever heard the word revelation the word revelation means to unveil It, it means this you sort of see, oh, there's a water bottle there. Oh, I can sort of see it. And it means to take the veil off, so you can see it more clearly. That's what the word means. The book of Revelation, the word apocalypse actually means unveiling. That's what it means. You, something was there, you couldn't quite see it, but then you see it. So that's what a revelation is. And, and that's what happened that's in this point. It's like the lights came on, that aha moment where we see something in a new light. And, uh, and often this is what happens. We're struggling with some sort of issue, some sort of pattern that's limiting us, stopping us, and uh, has a hold on us. That, and you know how it evidence itself, it, it might be fear or insecurity or anger or bitterness or frustration or maybe you're unfruitful or boredom or some sort of relationship issue or some sort of lack or a habit. Or a sin you always fall into. You know, we have those things in our life. And God wants to help us deal with it. So he he shows us something. It's like we're in a meeting or we're reading the Bible and we have that aha moment where we see. It's like the lights come on. And this is, you know, when the angel came, a, a light came into that place. And it's like God puts his finger on the word of God and your life at the same time. He said, yeah. The word becomes sort of what they call the living word. Yeah, that, that's me. That's for me. I can see it. It's those aha moments. And you say, wow, that's for me. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to, you know, you know, when someone's speaking, you write something down because it speaks to you. That, that's what I'm talking about. Those aha moments. And you've had those moments, haven't you? I've had those moments. The word comes alive. And it might say something like, you're free you're no longer in bond you're a child of god you're precious in god's sight that that you are called that you're a minister in god's house that might say something like you you're forgiven or you're right you're righteous or god will provide or you have the power of the holy spirit inside of you that or that you're really loved it might be something it could be anything like that and you say yay oh fantastic And the bright light, the revelation, is to give you a glimpse, a hope, an understanding that something's going to happen today. So the bright light came, and then I like the next one because after the light came, the angel smacked him and said, "Get up." So it's like you got to get when the lights come on. When you see something, the next step is to get ready. Because God doesn't want to leave you where you are. And, and uh, hope comes. But when God gives us a picture, a light, a revelation, he wants us to respond in some sort of way. And it says, as he got up, the chains fell off. The chains didn't fall off until we got up. I've noticed that. Did you notice that? Not when the angel came, but when he got up, the chains fell off. When he responded to what God was doing, something began to happen. So he had the aha moment and then, then he stood up, he responded, the chains fell off. And we need to respond to when gives God gives us those sort of moments. Change your stance, get ready. You know when you get ready for things. I remember when I used to play tennis and someone at net and someone serve it behind you and you get smacked in the back of the head because you weren't ready and other times you're receiving serve and you are ready because you're there you're ready for it it's talking about being ready being ready to see what's going to happen so you don't just get hit in the back of the scone and he peter stood up and then the angel said to him okay Put on your sandals and put on your jacket. And that should give you a sign that, hang on, you're not just standing up to praise God. You know, it's not just stand up to have a worship time with my bare feet. It's actually stand up, put your jacket on and put your shoes on. And that's a signal that we're not staying here. We're going somewhere else. And, uh, and then the angel said, follow me. You see, we always partner with God. God shows us something. He does the supernatural and we do the natural. See, God did the the, the chains fell off. That was God. But the angel didn't tie the shoelaces. He said to Peter, okay, you do that. We do the natural. He does the supernatural. And we need to cooperate when God is doing something in our life. I love that. The, the, just even the picture of the sandals in the jacket it reminds me of the prodigal son when he came home his dad gave him new sandals and a new jacket talked about restoring his walk and restoring his dignity that's the sort of thing god wants to do in our life and he's about to lead you somewhere yeah, who's heard the word deliverance i'm sure most of you have deliverance to deliver now i haven't had much to do with like demons or anything like that, but I, you know, I'm sure they're around the place, tormenting, and doing what they do. But deliver also means to take from one place to another. It means it means uh, it doesn't deliver us like the postman delivers a letter. It's more like the children of Israel when they were delivered from slavery. They had to follow somebody. They had to follow Moses. See, God will do what. You cannot do. God will give you the revelation. He'll break the chains. He'll open the doors. He'll deal with the guards. But we need to do something then. We need to follow because the freedom's in the follow. So Peter left the cell and, uh, you know, the angel was great. The bright light was great. That sort of began his deliverance, his freedom. The chains falling off that took a little bit further, but it was only when Peter followed the angel that he was actually set free. The freedom's in the follow. I need a great actor. Is there a great actor in the house? Jeremy. Come up, quick. You can determine whether he's a great actor in just a moment. Come up here. Bring a couple of seats with you. Come prepared. you have got a mic here. All right. Got that script I gave you. I gave him a script earlier. He has no idea what he's doing. Well... What a great meeting, Edith Jeremy. You know, I love that worship time. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was an awesome weekend. The preacher's message was awesome. But, I think I'm set free. Yeah, I think you are. It was an awesome revelation about forgiveness. And that's the key. Forgiveness is the key, isn't it? Um well you know, I'm on cloud now cloud cloud nine right now, Jeremy. I, I agree. And I'm revived and ready to go. In fact, I'm going to stand up. Why don't you stand up as well? Come on, stand up. And I know I'm making this up as I go. Look, Jeremy, you know, I'm going to listen to that message again. In fact, I'm going to download it twice just to be more spiritual. Do you you listen to them in your car? I don't listen to them, I just collect them, you know, like we do with books. We put them on our shelf, but we don't actually take notice of what they say. Um, but I'm free, you know. That message, I really felt that the lights came on. It was a revelation. The chains, the chains are falling off. Look, and uh, the door is open, and we're free to go. Let's go. Hang on, we can't go because I know there was a couple of prison guards here, but there's another. 14 down there and if we go around the corner it could be too dangerous and we could get in big trouble and in in, well but the glory's in here you know and uh, i'd rather stay here singing i've been delivered i've been delivered in our in our little cell here yeah Thank you, Jeremy. Um, I think it's almost time for our next cell meeting. Yeah, I wonder when that preacher's coming back. I'd love to hear that preacher again. I have got such a revelation. Okay, now what you might under asking, what's that all about? That represents. Thanks, Jeremy. You can grab a seat. <laughs> what we often do when God speaks to us, we have a moment. We think the glory of god's there we have an opportunity to go forward but for some reason we just decide to sit back down put the chains back on and close the door because there might be a draft and uh and then uh, we forget the fact that the freedom is in the follow you know, a, a title, a subtitle to this message could be, could be this. The devil's stolen my joy. Darren, the devil's stolen my joy. Remember when he visited in that, that huge revelation? The, the devil's stolen it. Now I'm back where I was. You know what I've found out? I think the devil gets blamed for keeping us bound when we just refuse to follow and I'm sure the devil doesn't mind you blaming him because it makes us more, him more powerful in our own eyes. When God has set us free and the freedom is in the follow, if you want to live in freedom, you've got to follow him. The freedom starts with the revelation. It continues as the chains break off. Someone prays for you. But the freedom is completed as we follow Now that means we probably need to walk differently because if you do the same thing, you're going to get the same result. Your freedom rests in the foundation of the word. Sometimes we think the word, the laws or the rules or whatever they are in there are to contain us, but they're not. They're actually to free us. The principles of the word bring freedom in our life, not containment. The freedom needs the power of the Holy Spirit he empowers us. He guides us. He fills us. You know, when you feel with the Holy Spirit, when you feel with God, you're not. We're filled with other stuff. The Bible talks about being continually filled with God. You know, just ask God fill me. I find when I'm not filled with God, I get filled with all sorts of stuff. Ask God to fill you often. You know, your church family is a huge key to your freedom walk. Let me. Paul said this to the Philippian church in 4 verse 9. We got that out, Andrew. He says, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me, everything you saw me doing, then the peace of God will be with you. There's something about God's family which is a key to your freedom. Sometimes, how often have I seen this? People get a little bit of a revelation about something, they go on the internet then they think they're the expert the revelation is just to wake you up so you can follow someone and uh, god wants to use those people around you who are praying for you to help how does this happen well i go to i go to uh tuesday night prayer and i'm praying next to die who's who's sort of running first tuesday and i learn how to pray Or I go to a a connect group or something like that and I see Leslie opening the word and all of a sudden I I learn how to receive something for myself. And we actually train and help one another. Those who go by themselves or have an independent spirit don't do that. It means humbling yourself and following somebody. And uh, you learn stuff, you catch stuff. Paul said... Keep putting into practice all you learn from me, all you, all you receive from me, everything you heard from me, you saw me doing. There's, there's a mentoring sort of a thing happening there. Here, another key. You know, following the angel out of the cell sometimes means leaving something behind. And sometimes it's your cellmates. Sometimes it's people, you know, that just keep us in the wrong space. And uh, their influence is too big in our life. I hey, keep friends, but... Maybe don't let that friendship rule or influence you when it's keeping you bound. Whatever is holding you bound, leave it behind. Sometimes it's a a grudge we've got to leave there in the cell. Sometimes it's a mindset. There's a lot of things we've got to leave behind if we're going to walk in freedom. If you want to walk in freedom, you really have to learn to swallow your pride and follow someone else. Follow someone else. You know, I I know some don't move out of the cell because they struggle with fear. And this is what? See, how many soldiers were there? 16. How many was he chained to? Two. So there's another 14. And you can't see them. They're up there somewhere. They're around the corner. And you think, well, I'm not going up there because there could be something around there that's going to be worse than what I've got here. There could be an iron gate that's going to stop me could be some mean guards and he just says follow but I'm scared you know um, there's something about keeping your eye on Jesus the author and finisher of your faith or, or believing that he who began a good work in you will complete it um, I, I believe this all, with most of us if God told you what was up, up ahead he wouldn't, you wouldn't go he just wants just follow me and um, following him means we we learn to trust we don't just believe intellectually but we walk differently and we think differently we trust god we embrace others the more i've grown as a christian or come along the path you know one thing i've discovered this is how important other people are in fact you know god for the church. The church is his body. The church does his stuff. It's not you and God, it's you, God, and people. It's love God and love one another. They're not two separate things, they're one thing together. And they're so important. Walk differently, think differently, trust God, embrace others, humble yourself. Can I have the the team up who's able to come? The worship team thanks guys Um, I just want to pray for anyone who feels like they're stuck I want to pray that God will give you like the lights will come on you'll have your aha moment I'm gonna pray that chains will be released that they'll be broken and I'm gonna pray that as well as that God will give you a strategy and by the way, your strategy is not, not this. It's not, uh, Beth, you have to come over my house and, and help me and get free from this. It's no, it's find out what Beth is doing and just go and help her do it. It's not, uh, it's, it's you moving out of your comfort zone. Sometimes your freedom's on the end of a broom. Sometimes it's, it's I don't know, it's getting alongside those people. Jesus said, follow me and kept walking. And they followed him. And when you follow someone, it means you get into their, their place where they are. And uh, th- I know people here, they'll do their best to help you. That's what a disciple is, a follower. Uh, let's pray. Lord, I pray for anyone who seems to be stuck. It might be in an addiction. It might be because of something that's happened that's sort of scarred our, our way of looking at the world, that's coloured our way of looking at the world. It might be a habit or, or an addiction or a, or a mindset that seems to keep us going in circles. I pray for freedom, Lord. I pray it'll be like the angel visits people and Lord as they respond to you in whatever way they feel to do that I pray that chains will fall off and Lord as we go from this place in the next you know next week or so I pray we'll have eyes to see and ears to hear which way we need to walk, how we follow you how we move from this place to the new place you have for us how we renew our mind how we how we get around the right people how we follow Lord we thank you so I pray now Lord for those things that are causing people to be stuck I pray they be released in Jesus name Lord I pray that uh, hurts will be healed Lord God I pray that uh, forgiveness, it'll be a moment of forgiveness where, you know, grudges will be let go. Like the chains of those things that bind us will be gone. We'll release things that we're hanging on to too tightly so we can go to a new place. We want to be followers of you, Lord God. We want to be people who show uh, what it's like to live as good news people, as followers of Jesus.